Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T. And today we are talking about something we've never talked about on Trust and Believe. But before I tell you what it is, just know that it's done in a really great way and in a really educational way. We are talking about butt stuff with the amazing Dr. Carlton. He found notoriety on TikTok throughout the pandemic and has been and now traveling around the country, giving people lots and lots of tips on gay sex, everything GI. He is an incredible doctor. It's not only gay sex, he's talking to straight people too, but he just wants to open your mind up to different ways to have fun in the bedroom with your partner. Get ready to trust and believe. Somebody say hey, yeah. no, no, no. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. We're going to get to the nitty gritty a little bit later, but I do want to get your background. I'm absolutely obsessed with what you do in your everyday life. And I know. A lot of people, especially the gay community, now knows you as like the go-to gay doctor for all things of all things. But <laughs> let's talk about how you got there. What is your educational background? Absolutely. Well, I grew up in South Carolina, very conservative, small tobacco town. And uh, I, you know, I knew I was different when I was about six or seven years old, twirling around in the yard, uh, pretending I was Linda Carter, you know, trying to change into Wonder Woman. Uh, so I, I tells you a little bit of how old I am. Uh, but I, I knew I was different. I wanted to get out of there and my ticket out was education. Uh, I always wanted to be a doctor. Even when I was six or seven, I think I got trapped saying that in front of my parents. So every time I was introduced to some other kids' parents, they would say, yeah, he's going to be a doctor. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. Uh, you know, my, my parents were amazing, but very humble people. They only had a 12th grade education. They graduated high school and that was it. Um, I uh, was in church every Sunday and every Wednesday. Uh, very, very, very conservative Southern back, Baptist background. So it really, I had a deep um, conflict in me about my sexuality because I was always taught that who I am was wrong. Mm. So I, I really battled with that for a long time. I went to college at the University of South Carolina. I did my medical school training at the Medical University of South Carolina. And I did a visiting rotation in med school 
at the Mayo Clinic in gastroenterology, which was what I was interested in. And that one month at Mayo uh, as a fourth year medical student got them, they, they really loved me immediately. We really connected. I, w- I uh, worked really hard and I got offered not only a, an internal medicine residency, but a GI fellowship if I would just come to Mayo and do my internal medicine. So I spent six years of my life, six long winters in Minnesota at the Mayo Clinic um, at the world's top GI program, the world's top hospital, doing what I love. Um, and, you know, I had always wanted to live in California. I, I think I watched a little bit too much of uh, Brady Bunch and Beverly Hillbillies growing up. <laughs> and I, I just knew, hey, that's where I want to be. I want to be out there in Southern California. And my first job was in Palm Springs. Uh, oh. And uh, we had kids when I was uh, 32 years old and moved to uh, San Diego, where I am now, about 11 years ago, because we realized that San Diego was just a much better place to, you know, for the kids to have opportunities to do fun things. So I, I'm in practice in San Diego County, all over the place. Uh, I serve quite a melting pot of people from uh, Mexican immigrants to uh, Filipino, uh, Vietnamese, Middle Eastern, every walk of life, basically. Um, but I also serve the gay community here too. I have an office that I work out of on Monday mornings, uh, that primarily serves, uh, LGBTQ, uh, patients. And Mm. that's been a real source of happiness and inspiration for me because I've always wanted to be a source of, uh, care for our community. And how does the office for the LGBT community Mm -hmm. differ from, you know, where you're at for the rest of the week? Well, it's it's completely different because my other my other practices, I think English is spoken probably 15% of the time. Uh-huh. Um, just because, it's, like I said, it's such a melting pot and there's so many people from so many different places here that um, my downtown office is out of an, another gay primary care provider's uh, office. And he, he actually has a lot of gay primary care patients. And so that's where I get a lot of my referrals for uh specialty what are some of like the five three to five main points that people can really do to take care of themselves you know on the inside to like in some ways avoid what you or try to avoid what you see on a day-to-day basis well definitely don't smoke smoking leads to so many issues with uh, cancers like lung cancer um, uh, it's linked to almost every cancer, basically, but heart disease, stroke, um, and sadly, a lot of people still smoke, and it's such a, a an instigator to a lot of our problems and in, in, in health. Um, I think also uh, fitness is important. Where you are right now, helping people get fit, exercising. You don't have to have a perfect body, but definitely fitness is really important because the uh, obesity epidemic in our country it really does lead to health problems in some people like diabetes. Um, and it's, and it's linked to a lot, a lot of other health issues that are just, uh, lead to long-term problems. Uh, so, uh, exercise, 
eating right, avoiding smoking. Those are the three big ones. At least in my world, it's something that's, you know, popping up in younger people, especially exactly. like some women that I've seen a lot, like younger 30s women. Do you know why that's popping up in like some of the things, you know, ease our minds out there because it's something that yeah. is popping up a lot? Yeah, I, I think that you're absolutely right. The uh, All of the different groups in gastroenterology recently hit we've dropped the screening age for colon cancer from 50 to 45 just this past few weeks um there there's been a call for it gradually and gradually and more more gradually to finally it got accepted to drop it to 45 for just general screening uh, in the last couple of weeks we're waiting for insurance companies to really all catch up with that recommendation um, because a lot of them still only screen at at 50 as far as full coverage for screening um, family history is very important when it comes to colon cancer. Uh, if you have a family history of colon cancer, you should screen 10 years earlier um, than the person who had the colon cancer. So if your mom had colon cancer at 45, you need to have your first colonoscopy at 35. Mm. Um, and that's in first degree relatives like mother, brother, father, sister, like, like that. Uh, so that's just pure screening, but you need to pay attention to your body. So if you have changes in your bowel habits, like constipation, if you're having increasing abdominal pain, rectal bleeding, that's not explained, weight, unexplained weight loss, those are all uh, symptoms and signs of potential problems with colon cancer. So increasing constipation, weight loss, changes in bowel habits, bleeding, all very important to note. And those are what I call red flags. And you need to have a colonoscopy for investigational purposes at that point and not screening. You know, a lot of times when we, when you hear about health, you talk about, you hear about unexplained weight loss, but what about somebody who's actually working out? Like, how do you tell the difference between unexplained weight loss and, you know, weight loss that happens because you are sick? Well, if you're, if you're not exercising and you're just dropping weight, and you're eating normally, then something's going on. Something's causing you to lose that weight. There's some, some sort of metabolic change. Either cancer cells are metabolizing the calories that you have in your body stored, or there could be a thyroid disorder messing up your metabolism. Something's happening. So when you're when when you're exercising, obviously, if you're exercising and you're eating right and you're making a change that way, weight loss is going to happen. That's normal and that's natural. That's part of it. But if you're not doing anything at all and weight's just falling off of you, it's, it's, a, it's a red flag. Now that I got the, the, the Dr. Carlton out the way, I want to talk to Dr. Carlton. Okay. 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 <laughs> what was your motivation to, number one, start a TikTok page, and number two, to really, you know, go down the road of just, you know, talking about sex and making, you know, sex a just not so like taboo or scary and just like being right. talking about what it is for what it is. Absolutely. I remember being slut shamed, uh, when I went into my med school, uh, health office to ask for an HIV test when, because I had a, it was in the, it was in the nineties. I had a new boyfriend. I wanted to have sex with him, but I also wanted to be a responsible human being and get an HIV test to make sure that I didn't pass anything from me to him to protect him mm. and to just to be a good person. And the nurse looked at me and said, oh, you know, we are not we are not a county clinic, honey. You know, you know, you know, just really shamed me for for trying to be proactive and taking care of, of my health and other people's health. And I just I 
I will never forget that feeling of shame and um, embarrassment. And I never wanted anyone else to feel that way. Um, so to skip ahead a little bit to the, to the TikTok phenomenon, when the pandemic hit as a doctor, I'm used to going to work and helping people and doing my job and finding cancers and getting them taken out early or preventing cancers. Suddenly I'm in the hospital worrying if I'm going to die because I went to work that day. You know, am I going to get exposed to, to this virus and am I going to bring it home and bring it home to my family? And am I going to, because I have my own risk factors and am I going to die from COVID? Uh, tremendous stress in my life. I mean, uh, the anxiety level was through the roof. Luckily, my husband's been very supportive and has has kept me in check the whole time, which has been amazing. But uh, I needed a stress release. And my kids are on TikTok, uh, on a separate area of TikTok. Uh, and I thought, <laughs> well, what what is, you know, what's so great about TikTok? So I turned it on one night and that was about eight o'clock at night. And then about midnight, boom, I looked up at my phone and said, holy crap. It's four hours later. What's going on here? Um, but you get lost in it. There's something for everyone. The algorithm figures out what you like. You know, I was laughing. I was crying. I was getting educated. I was learning how to cook cool things. So <laughs> I, I was kind of a lurker for about a month or two. And then I started posting little, little, you know, stupid little videos. And then I thought, well, what can I do? That, what do I know about that other people don't know about? Or how can I help this expand this? platform. And I said, well, you know, I'm gay. I have almost 50 years of experience being gay now. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I'm a butt doctor. So why don't we talk about anal sex and how to make it better and how to make it safer, how to make it more pleasurable. Everybody's got a butt and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of taboo out there. A lot of, a lot of people are afraid to explore that area and some of the best sensations in your body can come from that area. So I said, well, let me, let me make a little video uh, series. Uh, and I did a butt stuff one and two. And I think that's probably what you saw about how to make it a better experience. And I said, let's just see what happens. The first comment came from some uh, very conservative mother in Iowa who was very disappointed in me for uh, posting something about butt stuff on TikTok, and I thought, oh no, uh, I can either delete the app or delete the delete the videos, or I can block this woman and see what happens. So I decided to block her and keep going. <laughs> and I turned off my phone, and the next morning I woke up to thirty five thousand new followers and almost a million hits on these videos. And I thought, whoa, okay, I've hit on something. Clearly, I'm clearly the gay guys have come out in full force and they, and, and they're just, you know, learn a little bit about things. But then I looked at the analytics of it and it was over half women. And I thought, wow, okay, this is, this is good. Okay. We, we've got some uh, new territory to explore. So I, I kept posting a few videos um, and things really exploded. And now we're up to about 213,000 followers on TikTok. And the, my platform has evolved over time to really include a lot of other a lot of other issues, but you know, that it first started on that. So, and that's when you and I met, I did your why not after dark series. And that was my first, that was my first opportunity to talk to a live group. And it really has taken off from there. This is, I think about the 14th podcast I've done since that night. So 
things are really taken up. Thank you. This is things that really have taken off. And um, it's been an amazing experience. And it's touched on so many different things that we'll talk about that I had no idea would happen uh, during this whole situation. What are some of your favorite messages that you've gotten or some of like your favorite encounters that you've had? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There have been so many amazing things that have happened. I've had I have an exercise that I teach on my Instagram at that and I've I've even had that video on TikTok in a little bit more short form about how to relax your anus for anal sex, because a lot of people just either get injured, they're uh, terrified that that they can't get something in there. So (laughs) I've had, I have this exercise that people all around the world, men and women have both messaged me on saying, Hey, this has revolutionized my sex life. Uh, Women are saying, Hey, I see what gay guys have. I see why there's millions of gay guys. Now this is awesome. Or, or, or or a a gay guy will say, Hey, my husband loves us, loves this so much. You've really changed our lives. Thank you so much. The fact that I've having that kind of impact on people, that's been crazy. Um, I've had also an impact that I never expected in the, um, in the, in the far reaches of the world where being gay is criminal, Hmm. Saudi Arabia, Iran, um, you know, all over Africa, Asia, even people in India that were at such a taboo, people are messaging me saying, we have no gay sex education. Um, uh, I have this thing happening on my butt right now. I'm, I'm gay. I've had gay sex. If I go to the doctor in Saudi Arabia with this thing on my butt and it's an STI, I, I will be executed. Wow. So... Can, can you help relieve my mind? What is this? And I'll say, okay, send, send a vanishing picture on Instagram. As long as you're over 18, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you if it's anything to worry about. Oh, nope. That's just a hemorrhoid. You don't need to worry about it. And just the relief of taking the fear of execution for that day off of somebody's shoulder. Never thought that would happen with this platform. I mean, it's, it's something we take for granted here in the United States. And it's why we need pride, you know, to remember where we've come from. And that there's still a fight around the world to uh, lift other people up who need us. What are some other TikToks that you've put out there or information that you've put out there that you felt was really, you know, profound for you and for your followers? Well, I, you know, I, I think that you mentioned earlier, we talked about this earlier about lack of sex education. Uh, we barely got sex education in South Carolina growing up. And gay sex education, I, I never got that. I, even residency, fellowship, medical school, college, I never got gay sex education. And I realized what a lack of sex, gay sex education there is out there. So a lot of the things I talk about, like PrEP, um, the new ways that you can do PrEP that are not the traditional way you, you use PrEP, 
the ways for harm reduction as far as uh, making sure you get your vaccines uh, that you should get as uh, uh, an LGBTQ or mostly gay, bi, queer um, person. Things like uh, HPV, hepatitis A, hepatitis B, um, the HPV vaccine it prevents anal warts and anal cancer, uh, so that, as well as cervical cancer. So I'm a big proponent of that. And a lot of us never knew that the HPV vaccine was even available because it really hasn't been available for men. Now it's pr- approved up to age 45, and you can get it later than 45 if you pay for it. Well, that's so, what I was going to say with that yeah. vaccine because I've I heard that you could only get it when you were younger. Right. Well, the, even the new commercials for the vaccine show that, that it's approved for, for people up to 45 years old, but you can get it later than 45. The, the idea about the age thing is the, you want to get it before you're exposed to HPV. And there's an assumption that most people have been exposed to HPV by these ages if they've been sexually active. So that's why it's probably not a, not as effective or not as advised. But I say, hey, if, you, if an ounce of harm reduction is worth a pound of cure. So mm. I, I think it, I think it's important. And trust me, I've seen so many gay men or women who've come in with anal warts or worse from from HPV that really regret that they never got that vaccine. Yeah, because without it, with it, with it going unnoticed, it can cause cancer. Yeah, absolutely, for sure, it sure can cause cancer. Uh, m- most often in gay men when it's connected with HIV, there's a 70 times increased risk of HIV plus HPV uh, causing anal cancer um, than just if you were HIV negative. So uh, other other messages, undetectable equals untransmittable for HIV. There's such a huge discrimination in our own community against HIV positive men and women um, that there's an assumption that you're going to get HIV from someone who's HIV positive just because they're positive or that they're dirty or unclean. I am absolutely out here to completely um, uh, erase that message and make sure that everybody uh, is aware that undetectable equals untransmittable, that HIV cannot be transmitted through sex from a person who is HIV positive, but undetectable on medications. So that's something that's that that sadly still exists in our community there's such people go on um hookup apps i want you to tell people out there what prep is because i I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. actually don't know people who are not in the gay lifestyle don't know and then the second thing is you know we know what prep does and i just want to talk about the sti like the sexual transmitted infection absolutely in relation mm-hmm. to prep, so tell tell people what prep is, and then I have some questions. This is the meat and meat and potatoes of what I talk about right now, and it's really important for everybody. So prep is pre-exposure prophylaxis. That's what the, what it stands for. So uh, it's a it's another method of protection against HIV infection. So you take a daily pill, or there's other alternative ways, but right now I'll just talk about taking a daily pill. So Truvada and Descovy are the two um, brand name. Uh, medications that are uh, dis- described as PrEP, they are pills that if you take on a daily basis uh, are extremely effective at preventing HIV infection. Even if you have sex with a positive person without protection, you can have you, you a, a, a huge barrier against HIV. 
So this is amazing. So uh, pre-exposure prophylaxis, you take it on a daily basis. Uh, there are alternatives where if you don't really have sex that much, you can, with the higher dose medication Truvada, you can take it on, on demand. That's not FDA approved, but it is used in Europe mostly right now and is incredibly effective so that you you take it or if you can plan sex. So if you have a hot date on Friday night, you know, you're going to have sex. If you take two pills prior to the to the encounter, at least two to 24 hours prior and then one pill 24 hours each after that, there are a lot of restrictions and a lot of uh, caveats about it that I have outlined on my uh, Instagram page on the do's and don'ts and who it's for and who it's not for mm. um, to prevent uh, HIV infection. So uh, it's so you're taking four pills. Say you only have sex once a month, you're only taking four pills in a month as opposed to 31 pills in a month or 30 pills in a month. Because PrEP, a, a couple of things I want to make sure that people understand, PrEP prevents HIV and that's it. It doesn't prevent chlamydia. It doesn't prevent gonorrhea. It doesn't prevent anal warts. It doesn't prevent syphilis. It doesn't prevent herpes. There are other things out there. So you have to make a decision about your level of protection. And one of the things that's happening in the gay community, particularly right now, is nobody's using condoms. And I can preach till I'm blue in the face, use condoms, use condoms, use condoms, use condoms to prevent STIs. A lot of guys still, they don't want to hear that. So I'm letting I, part of my message with this whole gay sex education is say, okay, I advise you to use condoms, but if you're not going to, this is what you need to know. This is what you need to look out for. This is how you need to get tested. Um, one of the big things that, that a lot of even straight doctors don't know, and sometimes it, you, you can't find this kind of testing, but you need to get checked where you play when you uh, go for your STI checkups. So if you have oral sex with someone, you need to get your throat swab to check for gonorrhea and chlamydia in your throat because you could have gonorrhea or chlamydia there, but not in a urine test because it wasn't in your vagina or in your penis that you played. Mm. If you had receptive anal intercourse, you need to get your butt swabs for gonorrhea or chlamydia because you could have an infection there and not know it um, and pass it on to some, you know, your next partner without realizing it. Um, so if you don't get checked where you play, you, you might miss an infection. Because I've had people who got the urine test at their doctor's office, but they also had anal or oral sex and the test turned out positive in those other places. They would have never known if they had just gotten a urine test because the urine test was negative. You answered my question, which was going to be, how do you how do you get people to like, you know, still use a condom if they're not familiar with their sex partner. And I, you know, and we talk, we're talking a lot about gay, but you know, straight people out there too, because Absolutely. they are not, you know, the world yeah. is opening up. The pandemic is about to be mm -hmm. over. And, and so, you know, I think everybody needs to hear this. Yeah. So, so prep is, is pre-exposure prophylaxis. There's also a post-exposure prophylaxis. Hmm. So if you, if you are negative and you're not on prep, and you have an exposure to a, a situation that could have transmitted HIV to, to you in whatever, whatever format, um, you can get what's called post-exposure prophylaxis if you are started on it within 72 hours of the encounter. So say you go out to a bar 
on Saturday night, you meet someone, you go home, you have unprotected sex with them, you wake up the next day and say, you know what, we didn't even have a discussion about whether or not they're positive, or later they told me they were positive and they were detectable and they were on medications. Oh shit, what do I do? You can go on post-exposure prophylaxis within 72 hours in an emergency form for a month, and it and it is very, very effective at preventing an HIV infection. But you have to do it within 72 hours. You are so, like... Or, yeah, or or you go you go out to a bar, you get you get drugged, you get raped, you know, sexually assaulted. You can prevent HIV infection by taking post exposure prophylaxis. Um, so you know there are all kinds of scenarios where this can happen. So I just want people to be aware that just because an event happened doesn't mean you have to potentially suffer the consequences of a of a lifelong infection from that. You are in a relationship, a gay relationship or straight, and you're having, you know, anal sex, is there something that your partner would be able to tell by having sex with you that you need to go get checked? Like, is there something that they can feel down mm-hmm. there that they could be like, hey, uh, this was kind of awkward? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it it depends on exactly what's what happens. I mean, if 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 you if your partner sticks a finger in your butt and feels a lump or a bump that just feels weird, that's not smooth like the rest of the uh, of the tissue, then there could be something growing in there, and you may you should definitely get that checked by a doctor. Um, really, as far as risk for cancer from having gay sex, there's no increased risk of colon cancer from from being a bottom. Or from having gay sex, the only issue is anal um, cancer from HPV. That's why if there's a lump or bump on your anus or just inside the anus, it could be related to an HPV uh, lesion. Those can be easily taken care of when they're tiny like that so that they don't blossom into something worse. Cool. Thank -hmm. you. Dr. Carlton, I could talk to you all day. I think you know it. I just really appreciate you being able to share what you share in such a fun way, but like super educational way and, and not sounding like a, a bully doctor, if you will. Absolutely. And that's what I, that's one of the things that I think we have to be um, realistic about in medicine is that you can preach until you're blue in the face about what you should do and, and what you shouldn't do, but there's a limit as to what people are going to when they're going to start shutting off and completely tune out at all. So for me, I think 
giving people the information to arm themselves with making decisions is important. So, hey, this is going to prevent this, but if you don't do this, this is what you need to know. So harm reduction is very important to me. So if you're if you're not going to use a condom and you have sex and you're on prep, um, then you know get checked for these STIs every three months. If you have any symptoms like burning or discharge or bleeding or or, or rashes or anything like that, get checked immediately. Um, but people tune out when you say, oh, I'll use condoms every, every single time. So I, I realize that I'm, I can't make people do that, but I'm going to give them the information to make the decisions they need to make about what they do. There are still people out there who are free to come out as gay, lesbian, mm -hmm. bi, transgender, queer. You know, what are some, you know, do you have any advice for those people who still may be struggling? You know, they might be just stepping out of the closet or they're like, about to turn the, the handle, you know, because, you know, this podcast is called Trust and Believe. And I feel like Absolutely. you have a way to help people trust and believe in where they are and how to move forward in their lives. Yeah, I think, you know, first and foremost, you just have to you have to live your true, authentic life. You have to be who you are. We're only given one chance in this life. We're only given one shot in this life. And it's so fleeting and so short. And if you can't be happy, if you can't, you know, you can't be happy. You, you, I don't think you can be happy without being who you truly are. So you need to to take the steps to to take that opportunity to live your authentic life. If you're having problems coming out, there are some great resources to help you come out. The TrevorProject.org is aimed at young people uh, as far as coming out resources, but those resources are also incredibly helpful for uh, other people who uh, are struggling to come out. There's a handbook on how to come out on the Trevor Project. Um, so I think it's important for uh, people to be aware of that website. The TrevorProject.org also has a suicide hotline for people who are just feeling really, really um, uh, uh, down and depressed about the situation and maybe even suicidal about it. Now, I'm, my, my goal in this whole thing is to be that resource for people who never got gay sex, gay sex education to be that resource for people who just want to learn more about anal sex or general health, um, you know, until I get noticed by some television producer or radio producer, you can always find me at TikTok at, at Dr. Carlton, all spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R-C-A-R-L-T-O-N on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I answer all of my DMs on uh, Instagram. So if you have any questions or concerns and you just want to talk privately to someone, I'm always there for you and it's free of charge. Yes, please reach out to Dr. Carlton. Don't blow up his inbox too much. You know, he has patience to see <laughs> every day. But um, I also think you should you should somehow get on Twitter. I think you're very witty and you would have some uh, I think the same thing you do on the other platforms. If you don't if you're not on Twitter, like giving these yeah. little snippets of information, I think might go really I actually well. do have a Twitter that's Dr. Underscore Carlton, but it's just starting and it's kind of growing a little bit. And some of the more extreme things that that I talk about um, in in life uh, uh, that you can't really talk about on Instagram or on TikTok. I should probably start posting there. I just had my first live show in Austin yesterday in oh, Texas. That so sucks. That, I'll be going there next week or this coming weekend. Uh, yeah, so that was incredible. A, a company called Sir Rat Leather brought me out and we did a, a live uh, workshop and it was just incredible. I had so much fun. I look forward to doing more of those things. Congratulations. I need to, you got to tell me so uh, we can come out and check you out. That sounds awesome. 
Cool. Thank you, Dr. Carlton. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.